Ladies and gentlemen, it is 12-17-2018, and we are here for another episode of the MVP, the Marcelin Brothers Podcast. First off, mm-hmm. I'd like to apologize. We had a couple of weeks. We were on a hiatus, but no worries. We are back. Obviously, you guys are watching this because you're subscribed to the podcast, and we are now very excited for our next featured guest. We will be interviewing none other than the one and only Marvin Lewis Marcelin. That's What's going on, Mark? How are you doing today? This episode is brought to you by our... Oh, yeah, wait a right. second. Yeah, right. We, <laughs> we haven't gotten have there yet. yet. One day. Maybe, maybe maybe in a couple months. Maybe in a couple months. By the way, if anyone wants to sponsor us, you know how to get in touch with us. There's an email. Uh, what is the email? <laughs> well, the email is Brothers at gmail.com so if you guys want to ever get in hold of us if you want to shoot out some questions if you want to just compliment us on our good looks if you want to just say what's up marcelin brothers that's m-a-r-c-e-l-i-n-b-r-o-t-h-e-r-s at gmail.com also with regards to where you can find us for podcasts you can look and find us on podcast.com you can also look us up on iTunes, and you can also look us up on Google Play. Those are the three platforms that we're on. We gave you the email address, and also you can look us up on Instagram, and you can also look us up on Facebook. So we're trying to spread our wings and fly. We're flying high, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on. And then also, if you are watching us, obviously that means you are subscribed to us on YouTube. So you can check us out on our YouTube page, Marcelin Brothers Podcast. So with that being said, let's talk about current events. So let's start off with you, Christopher. Anything new? What is your current event that you want to talk to the team about? And tell us about what your week has. So I always try to check Facebook every now and then, once in a while when I'm in between cases. And I guess I've sort of trained my Facebook. Kind of the more you click on certain links, it learns what type of links you like. So Facebook's usually where I get my source of news outlet. And a couple of days ago, I saw an interesting article on Robinhood. So Robinhood is a company that has lets you trade stocks. And I think they either do it at very low commission or commission-free. And they decided they wanted to branch out to the checkings account world or the banking world. And they were offering a checkings account with 3% interest rate. The question is, are they backed by anybody? I don't really see that it's at the um, federally backed. So that's kind of where we're waiting through now. We're waiting to see kind of what next. Should we jump in just because they promised 3% or should we kind of wait to see if they're going to be federally insured or kind of how it, how the pieces fall from there? Definitely something to keep your eye on though. Very interesting. Most banks offer like 0.01%. So that could be a game changer. Well, definitely compared to how my stocks have been doing, if anybody's been following up on the Dow Jones or following up with how the total market's going, my return on investment for the calendar year is now in the negatives. You guys probably have you've been watching the stock market. We are now lower than we were in the month of December last year. So the 10 percent raise, I think, over calendar year has now gone down. So that 3 percent sounds really good right now. All right, Marvin, what about you? What are some, or before I forget, what's going on with you this week, Christopher? Oh, this week, I actually had a nice welcome break from the past fast pace of residency. Um, had a day off today. Oh, wow. Uh, 
It was very nice, very nice. Slept in till about six forty-five a.m. So that's that was pretty good compared to what you're yeah. used to waking up. I yeah. see Ellie did her thing, woke you up, made sure that she told you who was boss. Of course, of course. Got to spend time with the kids. Um, got Eli ready for school and spent the morning with Ellie. So that was nice. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I guess I'll do me next, and then after that, we'll save the best for last. So for me, my current event topic, this is an NPR report. The title of the report is, Here's What Would Happen If the Government Shuts Down This Week. So I'll do a quick little excerpt from the report. Planning a trip to the Grand Cayman Canon over the coming holidays, you might want to have a plan B, or at least bring your own trail maps. While the Grand Canyon, along with the rest of the national park system, is expected to remain open in case of a government shutdown, visitors, centers, at facilities probably won't be. And some iconic sites, including the Statue of Liberty, may be closed altogether. If the Park Services follows the past practices, this, of course, is unless Congress and the White House resolve their latest spat over funding the federal government. So the biggest thing that we've been looking at in the news from that perspective is there, again, is disagreement on what's going to be going on with the federal spending and if both sides can't come to an agreement the government will shut down and the government shuts down then that'll leave a lot of people without paychecks coming through and that also will cripple what goes on with the united states so that's my topic that i wanted to bring up and as far as what's going on i had a quick question um just randomly i thought about it so what does that mean about the va hospital so what happens with that? Are they closed or how does that happen? How does that affect by the government shutdown? So there are some essential and non-essential services. So I think with regards to something like the VA, they may still be open. But to tell you the truth, since it really hasn't happened before, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen. So that is something that's scary with everything that's going on with the government you gotta remember the post office that's something that's run by the government i mean they depending on how much funding each of these places have it could really cripple just our normal everyday living so hopefully we'll be able to figure that out and as far as me what's going on in my life well getting ready for the holidays we are going to be having a Nice celebration. We'll be doing the Marshall Family Christmas pretty soon. We'll be doing the Marshall Fish Fry pretty soon. And then after that, just the holidays, we'll be doing our Christmas special. So definitely lots of stuff that we're looking forward to over in the Marshall household. What about you, Marvin? What's going on with you? All right. So the uh, news article that I want to bring today comes from CBSNews.com. Excuse me. Former Trump lawyer. Mr. Michael Cohen has been sentenced, sentenced to three years in prison. It's crazy. So um, this happened um, last Wednesday, um, three years in federal prison, followed by three years of supervised release during a sentencing hearing in a federal court in Manhattan, in which Cohen claimed that he acted out of blind loyalty to the president. Um, the judge declared that he's going to serve a time for a quote-unquote smorgasbord of fraudulent crimes. So, a lot going on in politics news. That's pretty uh, rare. I feel like you never hear about a lawyer going to jail. They usually always get off. You think yeah. he's actually going to serve that, or do you think he's going to get pardoned? I don't know, man. I think he might actually serve some time. 
but he's probably going to get it. Like a month or two. But like once that's on your record, you can never take that away. Like you actually were um, sent to jail. So that's crazy. You think it's going to have one of those, you know how in the movies when you've got these individuals who are high profile, their jail means they have, they're on house arrest and they just can't leave their house and they still have all the nice amenities that people would die for. But for him, that's considered jail. You think that'd be one of these things that he has, or do you think he'll actually be going to one of those penitentiary houses? Who knows? House arrest, anklet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trump's gonna, Trump's gonna look out for him. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And what's going on with you, Marvin? What's new? Oh, uh, what's new? Um, Talk about your hmm. trip, man. Your little trip over the weekend. Yeah, this past weekend, I ended up going to um, Harlem, and I checked out the Apollo. Harlem. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my first time going to the there Apollo Theater, and uh, we saw some amazing shows, and it was just the amateur night. So in my mind, if this is amateur night, I can only imagine what it's like um, when the pros go through. But it was a great time. Got to hang out with a lot of friends, and, um, you know, just awesome. awesome. Hold on. Awesome. I got a pot. I, I got a... Alexa alert coming through. Alexa, answer. Alexa, answer. Hey, I'm doing my podcast, Leo. Okay, let me get back up there after the podcast. We're filming right now. Hi, Philio. All right, I'll be up there soon. Alexa, hang up. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa. Well, so it's nice to know that Alexa works as well as uh, Hey Siri and HomeKit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you go. Amazon, can you be our sponsor? There you go. Hey, that, that was free. You got a free play for free. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll have to get a follow-up on that. So if you're listening, Alexa, which I know you are, come on. There you go. There you go. All right. So, yeah, so pretty much good weekend trip. Yeah, man. Uh, A lot of fun. I got to hang out with my wife, some friends, and um, there's a lot of talent out there. Shout out to um, the Apollo Theater. I got to go and take a picture in front of the stump, that legendary stump. Yeah, the, I caught huge iconic acts like uh, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. Like these are where they came through, and it's just history in the making. And just being in the theater was um, pretty cool. So glad I was able to make it, and it was a fantastic weekend. All right, so it looks like yeah, there <laughs> it is. Junior yeah. had some technical technical difficulties, so let's hey, move it along. But it's um, still recording. You see that? 11 and 18, so we kept it moving. All right, let's just get back to business. All right, so the screen has been warped a little bit, but that's all right. We still have all three people. So with that being said, <laughs> let's just do the interview. 
All right, let's do it. All right, so again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Marvin Lewis Marcelin. He is the number two brother on the list, and we are going to just get to know him a little better. Audience, just for a quick recap, what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that each of us got an opportunity to tell the world a little bit about ourselves so that as we continue to podcast, you have an understanding of who we are and where we come from. So with that being said, Marvin, why don't we just start off? Why don't you give us a little brief introduction? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell them about tell us about when you knew you wanted to pursue the, the profession that you are currently training for. Tell us about your track that led to where you are right now. And let's talk a little bit about how you figured out how you wanted to pursue residency and how that's going. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, you know, like you mentioned, my name is Marvin Lewis Marsling. Call me Marvin. And I'm currently a podiatrist. I reside up in the uh, Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania, and I'm in residency right now. So my current program is a three-year foot and ankle surgical residency as a podiatrist, and I'm in year number two out of three. So I got one more to go. But, you know, I'm not really one that, you know, just tells my story or rather you will really rarely find me just talking about myself, strictly about myself for a, uh, a long period of time. So this is kind of weird to me, but let's do this. My beginnings, of course, started up in South Florida. Um, as you know, or may not know, I grew up in Hollywood, Florida, which is about 30 minutes north of Miami. And Good. yeah, went to a fantastic school called Hollywood Christian School. And you know, that was a fantastic environment. Uh, it was a place where I went from kindergarten all the way through high school. That's one impressive. location, you that know. That is impressive. Uh, I loved the opportunity. I loved the experiences that I had uh, throughout. But specifically, um, one of my passions was uh, sports. So I had the awesome opportunity uh, to participate in football and uh for whatever reason, you know, someone took a liking and took an eye to, you know, some of the things I did on the field. And um, before I knew it, I was being followed by a couple of scouts for um, college football. What? College football? What? 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 Yeah, man. Big time. Hey. So I ended up getting a scholarship uh, to play football um, over at uh, Duke University. Duke University. Yo, let's go Blue Devils. Um, by the way, they are going to a bowl game this year. They're playing against Temple. So, And Temple's another school that I uh, graduated from. So this is kind of weird. My oh, that's right. School, I forgot about How's that. Gonna go, man? As well as my graduate school head-to-head in the bowl game. So, Were you rooting for that, man? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, what I can tell you this is there's always going to be a winner that I went to. And there's going to be a loser that I went to as well. So it's so weird. I mean, how many oh, people can say that they ran into this type of situation? So. Marvin, the politician. He oh, didn't yeah. answer the question. Oh, yeah. Dance so right around right it. Here. Let's go. But, yeah, so um, I played for four years. Um, I was on an what athletic did you play? So I played. I came in as a receiver. And then I switched over to um, safety. But I was predominantly utilized on special teams. So kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, that sort of thing. Um, awesome experience, but it was a lot of work. 
a lot of work. Um, all throughout, though, throughout um, high school and whatnot, I knew that I wanted to be in the healthcare field. It was one of the passions of mine. I was very intrigued by it. However, um, it just was too much for me to take on uh, playing college football, doing a full pre-med track. Like, I couldn't do it. So what I ended up doing was I got a, uh, a degree in psychology, Bachelor of Science in Psychology. I minored in something called Biological Anthropology and Anatomy. And then I got something called a Human Development Certificate. So these were more or less... Um, science, healthcare, angled, but it wasn't your traditional pre-med course load. So I went ahead, I finished my career, I graduated, but then afterwards, um, I had to go and, you know, take my shot at uh, the pre-med route. So what I ended up doing was I moved up to Philadelphia. And at, in Philadelphia, I went to uh, a school called Drexel University, and that's where I did a uh, post-bac program. And basically, a post-bac you, program. Okay, yeah, oh, I, no, can, yeah, I, yeah. I was, was going to explain, ask you to explain what a post-bac a is. Post-bac program? What's that? Yeah, so a post-bac program is one of those like in-between scenarios where even though you graduated from college, you're kind of going back to college to take some courses that you may not have completed or taken while you're in college. So even though I was a graduate, I was taking college courses. Mm. So I was like that in between, but it wasn't uh, graduate level courses. And so the way that the post worked at this particular um, institution, um, Drexel, um, it was an evening pre-medical post-baccalaureate program. So essentially what I did was I took night school classes and those classes uh, consisted of uh, the whole pre-med track. And during the daytime, I had an opportunity to go to work. Um, and that served as a means to pay for and get some, you know, living expenses, if you will, um, as I was, you know, taking extra courses all throughout. And so during the daytime, I utilized my time to become a substitute teacher. And that opened, you know, a passion for me that I, I didn't know that I had until I just jumped 100% fully in. So I had the opportunity to teach some uh, inner city high school students uh, up in Philadelphia. That was an experience that um, I'll never forget. I feel like I learned a great deal out of it. And to this day, I still have an inclination, a passion to uh, go back and teach, give back, motivate, inspire whoever I can when it comes to uh, pursuing a goal when it relates to education. So I feel like if that's something that I could do to give back and to help um, other people out. Anyways, so as a substitute teacher during the day, um, I was used as something called a long-term substitute teacher. So for those of you who are not familiar with the long-term substitute teacher, uh, sometimes uh, when you are a substitute teacher, you may be asked to stay and finish out a year or hold down the fort, if you will, in quotation marks, until a class that does not have a teacher gets that position filled. And so... Uh, my role was to be that um, that substitute. I continued to come back 
and continue to teach uh, the curriculum. And I worked with the other teachers and they helped me out. They uh, brought me up to pace so that I could uh, teach the lesson plans that the district wanted us to teach. And um, that was also a very rewarding experience as well. And that's, that's something that I would challenge um, people to do if they have uh, any desire to, you know, mentor, teach, and uh, help out the, the younger generations. So that was during the daytime. The nighttime, I took uh, those classes. So if you're going to pursue the healthcare route, um, they always tell you it's important to do some sort of shadowing just to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because with the healthcare field, uh, you could be devoting a lot of time um, before you're actually finished and done, you're actually doing the trade that you uh, pursued uh, in the first place. So what I ended up doing was I went to shadow different types of healthcare professionals, ranging from um, pharmacists to um, allopathic doctors to osteopathic doctors to um, podiatrists as well. And in, in Philadelphia, there was a specific a, um, free healthcare clinic that was um, being run by one of the, the one of the churches. And um, this particular place, I don't know if it's still open, it was called St. Vincent Healthcare Clinic. And they had a podiatry run open house healthcare facility. And so I volunteered there and I volunteered alongside, um, you know, just different podiatrists who uh, did what they did. And I was uh, pretty intrigued uh, with what they did. And so I decided to go ahead and, you know, apply, see what I can do. And I got in, which was pretty cool. So I got into uh, Temple University's School of Podiatric Medicine. And, you know, the course load for that is uh, you do four years of your undergrad. Make sure you get your pre-med re prerequisites in. And all throughout, I did finish the uh, evening pre-medical post-baccalaureate program, which I got a certificate, and I moved on. And then I applied to the uh, uh, Temple University School of Podiatric Medicine. I got in. And so that in itself is another four years of um, you know graduate school. And TUSPM is the, the acronym for short. Um, T-U-S-P-M. TUSPM. short, by the way. <laughs> T-U-S-P-M. And that is, again, affiliated with uh, Temple University, hence my dilemma where the Blue Devils are going to be playing against the Owls, so Duke versus Temple in a bowl game. So who am I going to root for? Oh. Um, Where's the bowl game at? But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but... Uh, just so I so I don't lose this train of thought. Um, once I finished all that, I got in uh, to schooling, and then now, uh, after four years, the 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 curriculum is basically set up kind of like how you know your osteopathic allopathic schooling is. So two years of your prereqs, and then after you do that, then you have two years of clinic time. And then after the two years of clinic time, then you um, apply, get into residency. And then from there, it's like a three-year residency where you do everything from uh, just seeing patients in clinics, learning how to do surgical procedures, 
and then uh, also learning how to run a business if you decide to um, open your, your own practice afterwards. So right now I'm at the year number two out of three. So I'm right there, thick. Yeah, almost done. Congrats, almost. on your way out almost. Thank you, thank senior, you. Thank senior you. resident, you're halfway through the year? Halfway through the, through the year. So before I know it, I'm going to be applying for jobs and possibly, maybe, who knows, I might even open a practice or buy into a practice. The possibilities are endless. And I think uh, podiatry is a great profession. Um, I, I think it's one of those hidden gems that not too many people know about. There's only nine schools in the nation. and Wow, um, nine. That's, nine. I didn't schools. realize that. Yeah, and, then, and the work that's done, um, it's very important. Um, I would say uh, individuals who have diabetes, this is something that uh, podiatrists are trying to step up to the plate to help um, that population because diabetes can be a very, very, very scary disease. And um, it's really important to um, take things seriously, do as much as you can, listen to your, your doctors, but at the same time, um, take the time to just uh, take good care of your feet because you don't want to get ulcers, you don't want to get openings, you don't want to get infections. No, no, that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's an awesome, awesome story to tell. And I know that our audience is going to be looking forward to getting to know you better based on that quick synopsis that you gave about yourself. So let me ask you this. I mean, you kind of talked about it before, but what's next for you and what drives you to do what you're doing? So in other words, you know, what are some goals and future motivations that you have based on the current path that you're on and where you're trying to go in the future? Yeah. Um, something that I, I want to develop is, you know, more of a leadership position. I want to be able to go to the high school level and, and talk to uh, different individuals who are interested in the healthcare field to kind of show face, um, to give motivation, to let people know that this can be done if this is something that you're really interested in. And I also want to um, just be a person who can help people who might have, uh, they might be stuck, like a rock stuck in a hard place. and if they can get extra motivation, inspiration to, to find that wherewithal from within, find that extra strength, courage. I want to be that guy that can help motivate um, other people to finish what they started or even maybe take a couple steps in the right direction. And um, I think one way that I can utilize that platform is by going to the high schools. I talked to you know a couple of the uh, individuals within my residency as well as um, uh, high schools as well. And it sounds like they may be interested with me trying to, you know, go and give, you know, discussions, maybe a career day or something like that. Um, just taking my time to go and talk with them. So I think that stuff kind of fires me up. And, um, you yeah, know, I, I feel like I can develop that skill set. So it's good. It's very positive. I like it, giving back to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Questions you got for him, Christopher? Well, it sounds like you have everything in a row. It sounds like you have a plan and kind of we're interested to follow you along to see exactly how you progress and see what comes of it. 
Yeah, yeah. And then this podcast as well, I think it's something that is um, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really excited about this. And uh, I think who knows how big this thing can grow. But, you know, like I said, I guess previously in other episodes, uh, it'll be fun to use this as a, a vault, if you will, where we turn back to it and look where we were. No, 10 years from now, see what these discussions are like. I think that'll be pretty cool, too. All right, cool, cool, cool. Any final thoughts you want to share with the audience before we kind of wrap it up, sir? Well, um, I think it's important to have, you know, goals, motivations. Um, if you don't have any, I think pretty much we, we all have it. It's just taking the time to just write down a couple of things that motivates you and uh, to, to help you just have a clear mind and, and try to point yourself in a certain direction so that you can achieve greatness, you know? So my challenge for everybody would be to take some time and think about the path that they're currently on and are the actions that they do every day leading them and guiding them to take a step closer to that path or away from it. And this is something that only you would be able to decide, but it's important to just take some time to just get your ball bearing straight and, and try to see what direction you're trying to take yourself in life. That's awesome, man. Well, that's the one and only Marvin Lewis Marsland. So ladies and gentlemen, I think with that, I think we are at a good stopping place. So, you know, I'd like to thank Marvin for, being our special guest on this podcast today and with that being said the next podcast we are going to be having our very own alan christopher marshland give a little introduction about himself and you'll be able to see where he comes from and what he's all about so he will be the next interviewee on the marshland brothers podcast so we're definitely looking forward to that again it is december 17th we are very happy to be able to host another podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the other side all right so that being said it's time for me to see what's going on with baby Ophelia. so gentlemen i will let you be all right until next time all right mvp team we're signing out later